Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Edward Richardson. He brings years of experience directly advising leaders with Army Special Forces, Navy SEALs, Marine Special Operations Team, along with various governmental government agencies and international forces during some of the most chaotic events and harsh environments imaginable. While serving in the U.S. Air Force, Edwin held positions including uh, Section Chief, Flight Chief, and Operations Chief in multiple industries. Um, not going to name the acronyms, but he was—he did. You did a lot, and you uh, were awarded multiple um, Bronze Stars with Valor for uh, direct ground combat actions to include citations for service during national disaster planning and rescue operations. Uh, Edwin was, has mastered tools necessary to motivate and create effective teams, develop and guide future leaders, prioritize lines of effort, conflict re resolution, and risk mitigation, as well as maximizing overall personal and operational performance. His business, Richardson Strategy, drives performance through innovation and optimizing your people, process, information, and technologies. Edwin, that was a mouthful. You do a lot, man. I could have added more, but love you having I love having you on this episode. How are you doing today? Hey, doing good. I appreciate you having me on this morning. I guess afternoon now. Yeah, it's an afternoon. <laughs> it's all good. It, it's 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 today. So it's Friday. We're good. Um, so, so Ed, um, why did you start? And we'll, we'll go through, uh, the Richardson unlimited strategy team, which spells out as an acronym for trust or Richardson strategy. I want to just first start off with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I recently retired from the air force, um, back in, uh, actually about this time last year. And, um, I was actually on my way to continue on school with the, uh, intent to continue on medical school. And that's what my life looked like. That's what I had planned for everything that involved, what was going to take place with my family, uh, was aligned with that and what schools I was going to, what part of the country we were going to move to and things like that. So, uh, during that time, you know, reality happened and, you know, just as any other plan, something throws a wrench in it. So, uh, my wife and I were blessed with uh, twin sons immediately following retirement, which has been absolutely incredible. Uh, but, you know, my priorities took a drastic turn uh, with what was going to take place during that time and immediately following. Uh, so rather than looking at what school options I had or where I was going to be going, I needed to start focusing on what other ways to really provide for my family and what that looked like. So I applied to a number of jobs of, uh, we moved back down to Florida, close to the Edwin Air Force Base, Harbor Field area, so up in the Panhandle area. But uh, applied to a number of jobs. Uh, things didn't quite work out the way I was really looking for them to, whether, you know, our values just weren't aligned and uh, priorities just didn't line up. Um, so I had to figure something out. I uh, looked at a bunch of different other uh, companies of what they were doing. And uh, looked at some of the services that they were lacking, some of the things uh, that was in demand and that was a need. And I really started to look into what I could do personally um, to provide a solution for that. And some of the key focuses that I, I relied heavily on were the, the school, uh, the tools and the uh, skills of the trade that I had practiced and mastered throughout my years in the Air Force and how I was going to apply that. Um, something else I really wanted to focus on was getting away from the uh, documentation aspect of it uh, with 
who came on board, who went to certain positions. Uh, so I put together a plan and a protocol with uh, a scenario-based concept uh, when you apply to want to be a part of this organization. But it was the idea that I could build something that was really based on your performance and ensure that that outweighed uh, a well-written resume, if you will. Uh, so that was really unique. It's been a lot of fun. And that's kind of in a nutshell how the Richardson Aluminum Strategy Team, or for short, Richardson Strategy, came to. I love how direct you are. I mean, you're a very um, military man, and I love that, that you're just very direct in what you want, and you just <laughs> see a problem, you go right at, you go right after it. You're like, you know what? I didn't get a job, but you know what? I saw these similar things, and why, did, why not create one my own? Um, yeah, I love that, 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 that grit. When I'm getting interviewed by somebody when I was applying for these jobs, and I'm assisting him with answering his own questions and how he should conduct that process better, there's already going to be problems there. And uh, I just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, going into Richardson's strategy, um, how do you market the education portion uh, of your service side? I mean, I think that's kind of, it's kind of hard for a lot of businesses because it's a, you have to structuralize a service. It's not like a product. So how do you market that? Yeah, absolutely. It did came with uh, quite the challenge and it's always a little difficult, but this was unique. You know, we were talking on just a second ago before we got started about having a busy day. And I was involved with a very interesting conversation between two organizations. Um, one was looking for something and another was a potential competitor uh, that was uh, looking to provide something. So this is really interesting and in why I really focus on trying to market um, the education piece of what we do and what I do. You know, so their whole market pitch as to why they stand out is they're there to solve a problem and do the job for you. And this is my take on it. You know, you go back to an old biblical verse and it's um, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. So I started looking at that and I translate that into the business model with uh, returning uh, customers, clients, uh, maintaining partnerships, things like that. So if you're talking about business growth and development, and if I walk into your organization and I just do it for you, what did you gain beyond just a, a temporary Band-Aid fix? Not much of anything other than I got you through a sticky situation right then and now in hopes that it was a good enough job that you bring me back the next time. But that really doesn't address the whole trust acronym that I developed when I put the title together. So we really wanted to focus on educating you and getting that message out. So, you know, when it came to marketing that, it was really unique in how I tried to, you know, add content and put things together. But it was more or less just not trying to compete and be as big and flashy as a lot of the other organizations out there, but just be me. Uh, let them know that this is just an individual that has done something very unique and has the capability to bring something from his experience and teach you how to do it the same way and address problems. So we really focus on getting that organization, you know, from point A to point B or point A to point Z, but we do it through multiple courses of actions. Uh, or in this case, uh, we use COAs for short, but it's not just getting you through that course of action, but teaching you how to do it. And I think that's where the big payoff is and understanding that. And that's always a challenge with getting that message out there. But, you know, if it was easy, then everybody would do it. And I always uh, accept it and, and appreciate a good challenge. 
I bet you do. Cause I mean, how many, how many, how many bronze honors of valor or, uh, you know, things that you've done that uh, it's just extremely impressive. Just being a good person trying to, you, you saw something in the military as being a good person and you move that into the private sector. And I really like that. And I think the biggest thing is, is the trust acronym is why is trust in your acronym, in your name? And why is that so important for your marketing? I think that's this whole episode in a nutshell, <laughs> not to put too much pressure on this answer, on this answer. No, not at all. This is uh, one of the things I love about, you know, what I do and why I put this together. Uh, you know, it's trust internally and externally. Uh, when I look at the teams that I worked with, worked for, put together, uh, developed, you know, everything comes down to having that trust factor. You know, can I rely on you to get this done? And can we rely on each other to accomplish this and, and whatever the task was set for us? So when I initially came to the decision that I was going to start my own organization and take on that challenge, I did a lot of research with who my competitors were. And there is a big upbringing with, um, I guess, other companies that were really focused on making uh, that invoice push through and just getting the job accomplished right then and there. But there was never really a solid business relationship that was established. Uh, when you're talking about meeting deliverables with an organization, that's uh, just as significant and unique as any other relationship out there. There's a lot of uh, touchy components that are involved with there. There's a lot of emotions that can become involved. And you're talking about an organization's uh, people processes, uh, just like in my, in my quote, in my pitch and everything, you know, it's the personnel that are involved, the professionals, it's the process that they have laid out and in place. It's the, it's the investment, it's the money that they have on the line right then and there. And it's how they look to the world with their reputation and how they made advancements. So we really wanted to focus on building that trust factor and getting back to the uh, the basics, if you will, um, from our standpoint and how we do business with that organization uh, to show them from the very get-go that this is not about making a quick invoice. I'm in it for the long haul. I want the long-term relationship because we want to see you succeed. We want to see you meet every objective that you're faced with and help you get through that by educating you. I love that. Um, that it reminds me of I'm a good old Indiana boy. So uh, basketball has been like the root of my existence ever since I was born. But it was like free throws and defense when ball games. And when you said back to basics, that's immediately what I went to is if you can get people to understand the basics, you can build upon that and grow with them. And I really like your your relationship aspect of not just um you're teaching them to fish. And I love that analogy from the Bible um, of, of helping people understand. Um, it, it's just not like showing them, but it's teaching them. And I really like that about your approach is that it's really hard to tackle, but it's, it's something that's more, it's more worthwhile and it's so much more relationship based than transactional. Yeah, absolutely, man. I can come into an organization and talk about how cool and how awesome I am. And I would hope that that's not what weighs heavy on everybody. I would hope that's not really what catches the attention of that executive officer, those those, those VPs and presidents that are the decision makers. I would hope that it's, you know, our approach to, 
you know, educating them that we want to see them succeed. And that's just by our nature. And that's, that goes along with the professionals that we look to bring on board, either one directly within Richardson strategy or who we choose to really work with, partner with, and uh, take on as clients. Ed, you just exhume awesomeness. So I don't think you even have to talk about yourself in that. Uh, appreciate um, it very so much. moving to a, like, oh, you're you're most welcome. Um, moving to our uh, offline background of things that are probably not on your website or case study. Can you give like a story of a client that was that has faced transactional relationships before? And you came in and you built a trust relationship and, and and changed whatever the whole business, one part of the business. What was the positive outcome from that experience? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them. And uh, it's easy to get put on the spot with uh, this stuff right here. But this is what we love, you know. And you have a lot of organizations that throw the fanciness and the glitz and glamour uh, with what they come out there. And again, it, you see it across the board with just about every organization out there. And that's what they rely on. And I think that's just because everybody relies on that's the standard. And that's just the norm. You know, and if I wanted to go out there and do exactly what everybody else did, then I would not be in business. And I'm, that's not what we wanted to do. Everything about my background, everything about who I've become uh, as a professional, uh, now as a as a father, you know, is about standing apart and making yourself different that catches the attention for the better and how you make a better impact and uh, improve um, who you are affecting. You know, so uh, there's been a number of organizations out there that have just solely relied on just that, you know, like, oh, well, well, this is just a standard. You know, and you look at somebody and, and you ask them, you know, why did you look into or why did you consider uh, these past options uh, with the last clients and, uh, you know, consulting agencies that you've brought on and paid this. Well, honestly, as it is just ridiculous amount for such a short period of time and, and really not much on the deliverable. And they're like, well, that's just the way it is. That's, you know, you call anybody and that's, that's the standard. And it really bothered me. So we are here to disrupt the standard and we are here to show organizations, um, you know, that there's a better way to do business that you don't have to rely into those pitfalls because just, you know, that's what everybody else is doing. And the callbacks that we get, the referrals that we get, it's, I've been reaching out to a lot of other individuals now that I'm, I'm really interested in the approach that they take with uh, their previous careers in the military, special forces, uh, aviation, uh, things of that nature to see about bringing them on board and, and make an approach. And it doesn't matter how extensive of a background they have in that previous field. I'm still going to put them through an assessment to see how they approach a scenario. And I think translating that to our clients that we, we take that big of a concern with who we bring on board. That's how, you know, we stand apart and that's where they see the difference. And when the basic communication concept of just shaking somebody's hand and stand up and looking at them in the eye, rather than staying seated with your feet crossed or your legs crossed and saying, Hey, how's it going? Every little piece within that is what makes a difference. And that's where we stand out. I like that you're showing trust by showing respect and respecting them of seeing that they probably don't know. It's kind of like um, someone who does someone who doesn't know something like they don't know how to 
throw a baseball or shoot a basket. Like I'm just using sports references here, but any kind of reference, they just don't know what they don't know. And if you show them and guide them, I really like that aspect about your business and how you market that and how you translate it in anything that you say, um, I think speaks a lot to um, your character and bringing and talking about leadership, leadership with you and bringing that down, um, not only into uh, people who are working um, you know, with you or for you, but your, your clients too. Yeah. And you know, that, that goes in every aspect of it. You look at the different professionals and I don't know how many times I've been asked, you know, Hey, how many employees do you have? And I tell them uh, across the, uh, every time zero, I don't have any employees. And they're like, well, I don't understand. How do you keep up with the pace? How do you do what you do? And it's like, look, man, it get away from the concept that you have to have an employee to, you know, define the development and growth of your organization or, or whatever that looks like. You know, when I look at somebody that I bring on board, they're defining um, purpose that I see them as they are a professional, they are an export. So one of the things we look at is we do not hire employees, we employ professionals. So again, anytime anybody asks me how many employees I have, it's zero, but I'll tell them like I have a number of professionals across the U.S. and that are working in various parts of the uh, the globe right now. And it's those little things and it's fun to bring that to another organization that these little things of thinking outside the box and how you just view, you know, your professionals really, they really are your greatest investment. It doesn't matter how successful your organization is or how cool your product is. It doesn't get done without the people involved and having the right people involved is what makes a difference. And I like that. And so moving away from the business, moving away from clients and your, um, your group of professionals, um, this part of the segment is more about you. Um, well, we know that you are, um, you own Richardson strategy. Um, a few other questions that I, I love to ask, um, um, each speaker are that, uh, what do you do creatively, um, you know, in life or in work that brings back energy back into your work? Wow. You know, this is a great conversation piece. And I had this discussion with a number of other guys. Uh, They're talking about the veterans uh, in transition. And I don't know how many times I was asked like, hey, Ed, like, what do you do for fun? Man, for a very long time, what I did for fun was my job, getting ready to go take on our enemy, getting ready to go uh, take on other tasks. I didn't really know what I did for fun. Um, I think being able to identify that and understand that I was so consumed with what my job was. And I, I still see it now, how it translates over, even in Richardson's strategy. Like the reason I did this was because I wanted to have a better life uh, for my family and spend time and grow with my kids. And it's easy to just get caught up with what's going on. You see things taking place. You have that natural concern and desire to see others succeed. You want to keep doing that. Um, so as far as being creative, <laughs> I, I watch my kids. I have 10-month-old twin sons, uh, Chance and Chase. Uh, I love watching them. They bring a lot of uh, ideas to mind. And, you know, when I see them solve a problem uh, on the floor crawling around or getting over an obstacle, it makes me think a little more outside the box, like how would I approach this and uh, compare that to some of the other obstacles that I've I've dealt with in my past life. I like that. Are are your are your son's names based upon when you started the business? Like I had a, I had a chance and I took it. 
and then um, I had to chase my dream. You know, <laughs> what you just said right there was almost uh, word for word what my wife and I discussed. And we're like chance and chase, you know, take a chance and chase your dreams. And it was uh, something similar exactly. to that, but it was uh, we wanted to instill that within them from from day one. Uh, that don't be afraid to take a chance. Uh, failure does not mean that you're completely out. It's, it's a learning process. And we will teach you, uh, you know, how to transform that chance or a gamble into an investment. And um, you should chase it because not many people do and a lot of people lose yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was it? The 80% of, uh, you know, being successful at a job is showing up. Yeah, man, like one of the core things. If you just show up and you just take it right time and right equipment. Yeah, exactly. So um, my my third question I ask people is, is what do you do health-wise? Because we're not robots. Nothing's perfect. We get burnout. What do you do? It could be physical. It could be mental. It could be spiritual. It could be whatever you want to talk about. But what do you do health-wise that helps you recharge and come back to Richardson's strategy? I think we all have our own little ways in, in how we handle, you know, these different stressors and uh, these long-term conflicts, whatever that is, whether it's it's a client, whether it's a job, whether it's uh, something with your home. I used to really love reading and I've kind of gotten away from it. Uh, instead of reading for enjoyment, I read more documents now than than anything. Um, I used to work out uh, just about every day of the week to the point where I was overtraining, but that's just nature of the beast. And that's what my job was. So I had to do it. But, uh, you know, after so many injuries and, you know, things add up, I just can't keep up the way I used to. So I had to find other measures. Um, I've, I really enjoy going for bike rides and taking my dog and kids for uh, just a quick little walk up the street. Uh, even in the extremely hot summers down here in Florida, uh, I just started reading. I, I've never been a very religious person, but I absolutely uh, believe in it. Um, my wife's aunt introduced me to a book, um, King Solomon's uh, Secrets to Success, Wealth and Happiness. It's the richest man who ever lived. So I started reading this just the other day, and uh, it, it really brought back a lot of the uh, enjoyments that I had when I used to read uh, quite a bit. So I'm starting to find those things again. Uh, other than that, I would probably have to say lots of coffee. <laughs> and we're converging over coffee. So there you go. Yep. I have my cup right here and uh, I'm enjoying me a nice cup of joe. There you go. Well, Ed, I appreciate you being on this episode, talking about Richardson strategy, talking about your passions with your family. Um, thank you for your service, I, if I haven't said it uh, before. And for people just to get to know you um, and, and know what you, you stand for, which I really appreciate. And I feel like um, that's how we got connected um, uh, through a, a mutual other speaker. Um, and that's what I just really appreciate is our, uh, our, our connection. And um, I really love this episode where you talk about trust because I feel like a lot of people talk about um, strategy tactics and everything, but what are the core human values behind that? Yeah. And all that translates over. And, and that's what we love doing most. And you look at the, you know, you know, strategy is a part of the title. You know, we love strategy. We love mission plan and we bring a very different approach 
to help in that organization or, or even professionals solve that problem or even through that development through a, a multiple different uh, avenues. But it, it all goes back to the basics and it was everything from uh, going into combat to, uh, you know, all the other pieces of the puzzle that I did uh, with uh, maintenance and everything else. But it, it, you have to understand the basics and until you master the basics, you're going to have a really hard time keeping up trying to innovate and move forward. Exactly. Ed, I appreciate you being on this episode. I thank you very much. And uh, to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, if you want someone who builds trust and disrupts and does something different with their strategy, check out uh, Richard's strategy. Thank you very much, Ed, for being on. Hey, Sean, I appreciate it very much. This was awesome.